Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 35, and if you counted all of them, that's 135. I'm Craig. My name is Britt and Craig. We are here on a very special episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. There is a great deal going on in the world, and we are here to discuss absolutely fucking none of it. I am not going to sit here and talk about the virus. No, no, I, we're going to be I, a, we're going to be an escape for whoever listens to this podcast, including the dogs. Actually, you know what? Since all the dogs that listen to this podcast, they can actually tell their humans about it now that they're home. That's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And we are back here. We are late. We did not record last week, and the honest to god answer about that is I was having. It's it's a if you listen to John Fugel saying if you know the actor and and writer John Fugel saying he does a show on Sirius XM he's a crazy progressive I love him because I'm very progressive politically but he talks about this thing that I'm starting to believe is real and he calls it what the fuck fatigue and he uses <laughs> it a lot in politics it's like you just get so tired of saying what the fuck is going on that you True. just kind of tune out last week I had what the fuck fatigue. Between politics and the virus and work, I I just texted Craig and I was like, Craig, I can't record tonight, I can't. And he, he was like, That's fine, dude. Take take a week off. We'll figure it out. And then, because the universe finds a way, Craig got tonight off. Yes. I'm home. Craig is never off on a Tuesday night, so this is amazing. And then I was like, Well, that's nice. Maybe we'll record Tuesday. And then. Sunday night through today, the NFL news floodgates opened. Yes, they did. They certainly did. Starting with the announcement of the new CBA, I have four pages of topics. Handwritten. To handwritten. I, Craig was like, you need to send those to me. And I'm like, okay, good luck with my handwriting. And snap pictures of them and send it to him in chat. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. But first... Craig, we're going to start where we always start. Virus be damned. Everybody take good care of yourselves, but that's about all you're going to hear about it. Maybe we'll you know, send you wishes at the end. But besides that, we're going to start where we always start, which is the beer. And Craig, it has not missed me that today is the 17th of March. It is. I'm that going to run is. on a limb and guess you have something special. I do. I have a pint of Guinness that is in there. a Guinness glass. Now, Craig, let me ask you something. Yes. You, 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 you must have a rich tapestry of family history. Do you have any Irish in your family history? Uh, a little bit. One of my aunts is Irish. She still has her accent. And random fact, both of my names are Irish, and I am not. Yeah, that's that's interesting. There you go. <laughs> I I am I am a quarter Irish by legend. Uh, Ancestry says it's more like twenty seven percent, which okay, that's a quarter. And yet I'm not drinking Guinness because in difficult times such as these, I turn to things that are simple and good and, familiar. and remind me that there's – and familiar. And thusly, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to open A Road to Ruin by Two Gosh. Roads. That's Hashtag right. sponsor us. Haven't and you could um, – you know, even though right now Two Roads is closed to the public, you can order beer online and just – they'll bring it out to your car. Yeah. A lot of places are doing that now. I mean there's – um, the, the gaming cafe up by where I live, because I am coming to you from the Frank Gore Extension Studios, which is now temporarily being renamed the Frank Gore Extension Studio slash Containment Bunker. <laughs> um, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm coming for you there. The, right down the street from me is a, a gaming cafe called Hawkwood Games, and they not only have you come in and play games, but they also sell copies. And they've told folks, we're going to shut down the, 
the gaming room, but if you need a copy of a game, call me, and I will meet you at the store, and I will bring it to your car. Huh. That's well, really nice of them. Well, think about it. I mean, what, what else are folks supposed to do? A lot of folks are spending more time at home in the light of everything that's going on, and you can only listen to us for an hour or two every week. you got to fill the rest of the time with something. That's right. So, or you can go back and listen to all of them. You're probably not going to do that, but, you know, you could. Well, you know, it's fun sometimes. I think at some point when life gets simpler, we're going to do this. We're going to start listening to our first season and start listening to how we rated people like David Johnson high back in 2017. (laughs) All right, so Craig and I both have beers. Let's start with where all the news broke. Now, full disclosure, Craig has seen some of my notes, but not all of them, because after I sent him two pages, I generated two more. So some of this Craig knows I'm going to bring up. Some of it doesn't. It'll be fun for everybody. Surprises for everyone. We're going to start with the CBA. So the CBA ratified on Sunday yes. in a vote that was, number one, surprisingly close, and number two, surprisingly low turnout. Only 1,978 players voted on the new CBA. That means about 500 just didn't care. Just didn't care. Um it passed 1,019 to 959. Here's what we know. The star players were against this. It did not have all the things that they wanted in it. What we do know is that the rank and file players got a lot more stuff in this particular deal than the past one. The revenue sharing is going to go up. They are going to add a 17th game eventually. Um, the revenue sharing will hit 48.5% once the 17th game is added. We're getting closer and closer to the rich owners splitting 50-50. Yeah, and We're I think the uh, 17th game is 2021. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that did, some of the general things, I have not had a time, honestly, between life and all the news that's broken to really tear down the CBA. But some of the general things, there are changes to Roger Goodell's power and personal conduct issue. He is going to have less power in this new CBA. The minimum salary is going to go up. Because they're adding a 17th game, they're taking one away from the preseason, so they're actually going to play the same number of games. The difference is the star players were already used to sitting out 90% of the preseason, so it really does add a game for them. Uh, Increases in roster sizes and practice squad salary increases all in there. Roster increases means that guy who got cut as the last man out the door last year, who's more of a rank-and-file player and not a star player in most cases, doesn't get cut next year. Practice squad increases mean that those guys that get cut on the last cut day don't push other practice squad guys off into unemployment. That's why this passed at the more rank and file level. And meanwhile, you had stars like Richard Sherman and Aaron Rodgers coming out saying, we're not going to vote for this. It it did pass. So, Craig, have you had a chance to look at this? What are your thoughts on the new CBA? Uh, I looked I looked over a little bit. And, yeah, that. You know what the biggest thing for me is going to be, other than the fantasy ramifications? Yeah. Because now we're going to have to change our playoff scenario. Yeah. We're going to add an extra week. That's all it is. We're going to have an extra week, so we're going to have, like, two rounds. Yeah. No, an extra round of playoffs. But, um... I mean, think about it. So, our fantasy setup, we we don't play Week 17. Right. We play a 14-week season with two weeks of playoffs. Only the top four teams qualify. We could... We can either go to a 15-week season and have playoffs in week 16 and 17, week 18 off, or we could add a week of playoffs. 
we could add more teams. We could literally have a scenario where in a 10-team league, like, everybody makes it in some way, shape, or form. That's up to us. But, I mean, I like that flexibility. It gives us some room to think about it. It does. But my biggest thing is going to be adding the extra team to the NFL playoffs. Because I, I really want to see how that's going to work out. Well, it's it's simple. There's only going to be one bye. There's only going to be one bye. You're going to have to play three games on opening weekend at each each conference. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to make that's going to change a lot. Well, a lot think of, about uh, the Kansas Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs with a number two seed this year. They don't get that week off. Does it change their playoff run? Maybe. Maybe not. You know, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, being the two seed isn't any different than being the three seed. It really isn't, no. except you host two playoff games. If the seeds hold, you host the first two weeks, and then you have to go for the championship on the road. But at that level, I don't know. But anyway, the good news is we will not have a work stoppage. We have a football piece for at least the next 10 years. I believe this deal runs at through least. 2030. Now, the consequence of this new deal was that on Monday, the floodgates opened. <laughs> yeah. It opened in a big way. I don't believe any deals can be finalized until Wednesday by league rule, but that didn't stop people from telling us all what they were doing. So let's let's move on to, to, to the next. And again, I'm going to jump around on my sheet. I'm going to confuse okay. Craig. Craig, if you're looking at my sheet and you're like, well, the next thing on here is Stefan. Right. Dick, we're not going to do that. OK, because yeah, I'll just let about, you you pick what you want to talk about. <laughs> oh, we're going to we're going to go through all of it. It's just not going to be in order. OK, so we're going to jump to a segment I like to that we've has become recurring, unfortunately. And I like to call, where in the world is Tom Brady? <laughs> this is going to come with a caveat of spoilers because there's there are other moves that have happened that we're going to talk more about that change where this goes. So let me bring you up to speed. Chris Sims says the 49ers are out. Chris Sims is supposedly very close to Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. They, they bunk together. They don't abide by social distancing. I have no idea. But he thinks that the 49ers are out of the race. Tom Brady comes out today, Tuesday, on the 17th, with a post on Twitter thanking the Patriots for everything and saying straight out, my football journey will continue elsewhere. Correct. Bill Belichick responds with a statement of his own, which was surprisingly emotional, and I still couldn't help but read in the Bill Belichick voice. (laughs) Still couldn't help it. But I was like, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. Craig. Yeah. Philip Rivers is going to the Colts. We're going to talk about that. Yes, he is. Drew Brees is staying in New Orleans. Yes, he is. Where is Tom Brady going to land? What's your latest? So he's not going to the Raiders because the Raiders just signed Marcus Mariota. Also on my list. He is not going to the Titans because the Titans just gave Tannehill a big contract. And that's that's that that's on my list with a throw the wall at the phone option to it because <laughs> it's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, but they made it pretty far. But we'll see. So now the last two options are the Chargers yep. and the Bucks. Okay, so I'm going to jump in here and yep. let you know that our good friend and contributor Cinch is convinced – the Bucks are going to announce a deal on Wednesday. And he sent us a message. I will read this message verbatim. Uh, oh, wow. Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that four members of the New Jersey Nets have tested positive for the virus. It's a good thing the NBA shut itself down. 
Yes, it is. All right, so um, <clears throat> from Cinch. Yes. This is a tweet from Dale Arnold. Whoever that, that is. sent us, and it says, <laughs> "I yeah." He he'll send the sources. Joe Schmo told me that. <laughs> Who the hell is Joe Schmo? <laughs> Listen, uh, listen, folks. If it's not Adam Schefter, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Ian Rappaport is wrong as much as he is right. Uh, never mind. I'm talking into Jake Glazner. I'm not even going to get I'm just, all right, so, all right, Dale Arnold. On. Yep. From my source, the Buccaneers will announce their deal with Tom Brady tomorrow. The deal is done. That was at 4.08 p.m. today on the 17th. Yep. At 4.35 p.m., our contributor Sean writes in, just to update, Tom Brady and Bucks is not a done deal yet. Could very well end up happening and could even be announced Wednesday. But right now, any reports that it is done are premature, I'm told. Just stay tuned. And that comes from Greg Allman. Cinch's response was, screw you, Greg. <laughs> he, was not, he was not too happy. So it does seem like a two-team race. You have been set on this from the get-go. He's going to the Chargers. That's that's what recall. I think. I still think it. It could still happen. That's that's my question. So you still think he's going to the Chargers? I do because I still think he wants to go to back to California. They're in a new stadium, and then one of the things that Brady wants he he wants the level of control that say Elway and Peyton Manning had, where yeah. he wants to be the one to decide. You know, we need this tight end. Go sign him. Mm-hmm. He wants to be a player GM. Don't even bring up tight ends. Right. Thirty of them on our list right now. It feels like <laughs> we do, but I was just that was just an example. Here's uh, why he's going to the Chargers. Ready? All right. One sentence. Yep. Because the LA Chargers play in the AFC, and a Tom Brady success in LA means a Patriots failure in 2020. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting my take. Whole, my whole point in all of this is again, and we've said this a dozen times. What is the one thing that keeps that supposedly could possibly keep Tom Brady awake at night? He's laying in bed against a next to a beautiful woman who he's married to with a mother of his children on a dump truck of money. They're sleeping on a bed that is not made out of money. It's made out of money they burnt and then stuffed <laughs> into the mattress. <laughs> Okay, because they have so much of it, they can reduce it to cinders before they stuff the mattress. They're sitting, they're sleeping on this bed. She makes more money than he does. Money is not a motivator here. No. He's got, well, the only thing that wakes him up at night is when he rolls over and the glint of the morning sun off of his Super Bowl rings lined up on the counter <laughs> catches his eye just right and wakes him. <laughs> what is there, what else is there for Tom Brady to do and prove? Except the people who say, ready? Yep. The two most shredded words in football, system quarterback. That's right. <clears throat> he only wins when he's with Belichick. We've heard that from people who are Tom Brady deniers before. Now, Cinch will tell you I'm a Patriots hater. I'm not a Patriots hater. I'm a Patriots realist. <laughs> I like that term. And the reality is <laughs> that Tom Brady has won exactly zero Super Bowls with a coach not named Bill Belichick. True. That is a true statement. And I think he's tired of hearing that. So for me, the question is, can you win somewhere else? That's the only, What else motivates him? That's it. <clears throat> he's rich. 
He's got life after football planned out. He can do anything he wants after football. He's an icon. All he has to do is say to a Boston sports card promoter, I want $1,000 per autograph, and they'll sign him for a show, and the line will be out the door. Yeah. It's not like he needs. It's not like he's Pete Rose writing "I shot JFK" on baseballs to get by. He is not going to be short of money. So why on earth would he continue to play? What else does he have to prove? And that's and pretty. That's pretty thing, much it. The only thing that keeps coming back to me is he has to win without Belichick. That's it. There's that's right. Because because remember, folks, we saw that Belichick was able to win without Brady. With with quarterbacks that he then traded away, and ironically enough, one of which appears to be being replaced by Philip Rivers, and the other one was supposedly going to be replaced by Tom Brady. Yeah. And the rumor is Brady wanted to go to San Francisco because that's where he hails from, and because again, what an f u that would be to Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that this really would be. Mind, but think about it. <laughs> For years, he had to sit there and hear, well, they've drafted his successor. Jimmy Garoppolo is the future. The Patriots are going to win with Jimmy Garoppolo as soon as Brady retires, too. And then you go to San Francisco and you kick the guy who started the Super Bowl. The guy who led his offense to a lead in the fourth quarter. And you kick him out the door. You just shove him out the door and go, go get me a beer, son. (laughs) Oh, NFL free agency yep. alert. Oh, boy. What is the it? The Bengals will sign former tight, tight, uh, former Texans tackle DJ Reader. Okay. They need, a, they need an offensive line. That's fine. Uh, nose tackle. I don't. Is that defense? That's defense. Well, you know what? They need any they kind need of everything. line help anywhere, so it's fine. <laughs> they, they need everything. What, 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 don't the, what don't the Bengals need at this point? What don't they need? They don't need a running back. All right, fair they enough. Don't need. Well, I mean, they're going to get a quarterback, so they really don't need one. Um, you know, their tight ends are good when they're not broken. <laughs> to this uh, day, the, but yeah, they definitely need offensive line help. To this day, the best name I've ever seen in daily fantasy was "I furt my back." <laughs> I, I will say it till the day I die. Yeah, it's it might be. Much. That might be that. That might be mic drop moment. So. All right, so Tom Brady, if if he goes to the Bucks on Wednesday, yeah, because right now it's Tuesday the seventeenth. Craig yeah. and I will record again later this week because we anticipate more news come Wednesday, probably Thursday. You're off Thursday night right now, yes, right? yes. All hell's breaking loose. Everybody's schedule is foobard, so we will probably record again Thursday night. Um, if, if we're sitting here on Thursday night, and Cinch is right, and Tom Brady is a Buck. Then I think we owe him a beer. That's fair. That's fair. But when he also said originally be... that Tom Brady was going to come back or retire. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of people were blindsided by it. Julian Edelman was like expressed shock. Um, I think he was also upset because now he can't sell T-shirts. No, I wonder um, how many he sold. I have hmm. no idea. No hmm. clue. But my only right, thing with the, my only thing with the Bucks really quick is yeah. they have the worst overall winning record in NFL history. They're a snake bit franchise. They really and are. And they have like Mike Evans and nothing. Well, that's, that's the other <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady, the first time Tom Brady's going to look at Mike Evans and go, you were supposed to go out and up. Mike Evans is going to look at him and go, fuck you. 
And that'll be the end of that. <laughs> and then Mike Evans is going to catch another ball, either because Brady doesn't throw at him or because Evans is going to ser- seriously just bat the ball in the air. This, this younger crop of wide receivers really feel that the quarterbacks need them. We saw this out of Odell. We see it out of Mike Evans when Mike Evans gets grumpy. We saw this two years ago out of Mike Evans. Remember when James yep. was, uh, was suspended? We saw this out of Mike Evans. He was like just like not trying. And the message they were trying to send to quarterbacks is, we don't need you. You need us. That is not going to fly. Guess what? Tom There's, um, what, three, four, five receivers on the field at a time and one quarterback. So who needs who? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Mike Evans, and then, you know, something like that will happen. And Mike Evans will run back to the huddle and Tom Brady will go, okay. And Evans will go, I was open. And Brady goes, I know. <laughs> Pretty much. Or, or, I saw you. And that is, it'll move on from there. All right, next piece of news, because we're 20 minutes in. We've only hit one news story. I've got four pages. That's right. Go on. Stefan Diggs has been traded to the Bills. The Bills get Stefan Diggs and a seventh rounder this year. Minnesota gets a first rounder this year, which is number 22 overall, a fifth and a sixth this year, and a fourth round next year. Do the Bills smell blood in the water? Do they sense weakness? I think... I think the other three teams in the AFC East smell blood. I think if you're if you're in the same division as the Patriots, and the Patriots have won a division, what, like 12 years in a row? Something, something like that. Crazy like that. If you don't smell blood in the water, then you're not paying attention. The difference is the Bills are in a position to take advantage of it. The Dolphins just decided today they no longer want to lose games. Right. <laughs> and the Jets had decided in 1975 they wanted to stop losing games, but they still haven't figured out how to do it. Right. Like, I want to be a millionaire, but I'm not one yet because I haven't figured out how to do it. <laughs> no, I think definitely the Bills, out of those three teams, the Bills are definitely the lead of the, that pack. The mm-hmm. Jets are a second. Uh, the Jets need to figure out what they're doing with the receivers first. And Miami... Miami will be better next year, but they're not winning that division next year. The Jets the Jets need to sit down Le'Veon Bell and say, do you want to be a part of this or not? Because we saw a lot of kind of the quiet grumblings of Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he hasn't gone to Dairy Queen to apply for a job like he did with the Steelers, but we saw the grumblings, and you can't do this without him. So question the second regarding Diggs. Part of this, right before they announced this, the same day, they announced a two-year extension for Kirk Cousins. Kirk with two Ks, by the way. <laughs> it's a two-year, $66 million extension. Wow. Make his current deal worth another three years for $96 million, $61 million guaranteed. If Kirk Cousins falls off a cliff tomorrow, they still owe him $61 million. <laughs> Man, these are some because- smart agents these guys have. But Diggs wasn't exactly shy about saying, I don't like what's going on with Kirk. Is this part of that? Which part? The money part or him being traded? Him being traded. Yeah, I think they definitely does. Like if I think teams are at the point where if they know that you don't want to be there and you're going to be a disruption, they will trade you or not resign you. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. And that's it. Stefan Diggs made himself persona non gratis, and consequently, he is no longer there. Yeah, just like the Giants got rid of Odell. Same, same that's reason. That's 
they made a decision that Cousins was more important than keeping Stefan Diggs. And that's the decision they made. So here's the question. Let's talk about because we are a fantasy podcast. Mm-hmm. Does Diggs move up in your estimation for 2020 on the fantasy board? Hmm. He's got to be the presumptive one, right? Because it was John Brown this year. Uh, I would think, but Diggs is more like the the streak guy, like the long ball. Like I can't see which Allen can throw. Which he can, which he can, but I can't see Diggs doing that every every play. So I'm not sure how the one and two is going to work out there. I think I think you got to move him up the board somewhat, but he's probably a, a wide receiver too at this point. Yes, but we'll have to see. So, all right, moving on. Amari Cooper. Amari oh, Cooper is staying put in Dallas. He signed a five-year, one hundred million. Well, he's going to sign a five-year, one hundred million dollar contact contract. Sixty million of it will be guaranteed. With the Cowboys spending this much money, can they really afford to keep Dak? Uh, I mean, Jerry Jones does have a lot of money, but he has a salary cap. He does. Did they Jerry tag Jones. Dak? They did. Well, that doesn't mean he has to play for it. That That's just means they have point. to offer him that minimum tender for one year. <laughs> so here's the question. So now, so Dak gets the franchise tag. We know the players don't really like being franchise tagged. They feel it limits their mobility. They feel it limits their ability to. If you're Dak right now, you're looking at Zeke getting his fat contract last year. You look at Cooper getting locked down this year. Is your reaction, oh, my God, this team is built to win? Or, oh, my God, there's nothing left to give me? Uh, hmm. You know, I think in most spots, that's what was, that's what would happen. But I think Dak is going to stay there. I think Jimmy Johnson, you know, Jimmy Johnson, wow. Um, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones had a yeah. side conversation with him about future money, and I think that's what's going to uh-huh. keep Dak there. And you know that that happens a lot. Stick with us. I'm working on this. If I can if I can promise you A and B, probably being Zeke and Cooper, are you willing to accept C for a couple of years? I, I think that's, you know, that's and a big part of it. Get through the playoff. Like, you know, let's hypothetically say the Cowboys win the NFC Championship next year. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to see Dak get a giant contract. So... So you think he plays for the one-year tender, or do you think this allows him to still negotiate? Uh, I think he plays for the one-year tender and then see how far they get next year. Fair enough. And now the other part of it is how much pressure does this put on Mike McCarthy? Is this is this a win-now team with a brand-new coach? Uh, with Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones being the age that Jerry Jones is, yes. I think Mike McCarthy's yeah. got like a two-year shelf life. Yeah, I agree. He does. This is not a oh, I gotta find, I gotta win eight or nine games this year and then win fourteen the year. No, this is a win now. This is a win double digit games or prepare to be back on unemployment. As far as I'm concerned, particularly if he's gonna line up these guys. So, does this change Dak's rating for you? He's still a QB one, but I have him to a mid to low range QB one potentially for 2020. Does this does this move fantasy him, wise? Like, the top no, I think. Yeah, I think it keeps him in the same spot. I mean, it may move up a couple spots, but he's not going to be the first quarterback, like the first, you know, five quarterbacks off the board. Absolutely. I mean, maybe now that Zeke has a contract, he'll show up in shape this year. 
which could help. And hopefully now Amari has his money, and hopefully he'll you know catch more percentage wise. So, so moving on to the next list, next thing on my list is Dak himself, and we tackled a bunch of that. So a couple of numbers to consider. According to OverTheCap.com, the Cowboys have thirty-seven million dollars in cap space for Dak Prescott to for them to use with, with Dak, Dak and other uh, free agents. But rumors indicate that the Cowboys have said to him, what do you think about five years at $150 million? Actually, it'd be 160 because it's roughly $33 million a year, and we're going to guarantee the first $100 million of it. And hmm. supposedly, Dak's response has been, I really wanted a four-year deal. Really? Really? I mean, hmm. We're going to pay you more money for an extra year? No, I really want to be fiscally conscious. I really only deserve a four-year deal. Really? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> All right, on to the deal that made everybody stop and think that their phones were broken. Let's talk about <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins being traded to Arizona. Arizona gets DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick this year. Houston gets David Johnson a second-round pick this year, a fourth-round pick in 2021, and a whole bunch of questions as to whether or not Bill O'Brien is insane. We are on record as being <laughs> David Johnson truthers. We are, damn it. We told you in 2018 that he was bad. We said we ranked him at four Yep. because we were like, he's not as good as Zeke, and we got holy hell on Twitter. People sent us pictures and videos of him jumping out of pools. That's right, they did. <laughs> in 2019, we came back and we said he is not a top 10. He is not an RB1. And short of hate mail and death threats, <laughs> we got holy hell again. And we were right both times, goddammit. <laughs> we were. And we're not going to let anyone forget that, just so you know. Both times we were spot on that David Johnson was not going to perform. So tell me why, Craig. Why you would trade a guy who's averaged 1,100 yards a year <laughs> receiving for the last five years for David Johnson? It had, oh God, it had to be either cap reasons or it had to be this, something like Diggs where he just did not want to be there anymore. The rumor is, is that he and Bill O'Brien openly clashed at times. I'm surprised and more people don't. And, well, yeah, right. And that he went back to the team and said, I want an extension. He already ha he still has three years left on his deal. Oh, he does? So, yes. So the Texans are painting him as a bad apple. Let me tell you about bad apples. Bad apples are better than the apples who break their legs every 30 seconds. Cough willful. <laughs> bad apples are better than having no apples at all. That is true. So basically what Bill O'Brien did was walk out and look over the orchard and went, that tree is blocking my view. It needs to come down. And somebody said, if that tree comes down, you're going to be left with very few trees. And he said, I don't care. That tree needs to go. And DeAndre Hopkins was the tree. And now he has a clear view of the rest of his orchard and realizes he has crap. <laughs> because Will Fuller cannot stay healthy. Kiki Kuti could not stay healthy. No. You blew a lead to the Kansas City Chiefs. A very large lead. 
the Chiefs defense shuts you down after the first half. Let me say that again. The Kansas City Chiefs defense, which last year was established on a lottery, (laughs) shut down your offense. So you trade the best part of your offense. And the argument in favor of it is, well, we're probably going to lose both Hyde and Miller to free agency. We need a running back. You traded your entire passing attack for a running back that might be dead? Yeah, that is... I don't understand why the Texans uh, love O'Brien so much. The Texans organization, not not players. I don't either. I don't either. What has the guy ever accomplished at the pro level that merits this level of confidence? Nothing with the Texans. So now Arizona... So now I'm drawing a blank. Kyler Murray. Oh, God. I have all these notes. I didn't write down Kyler Murray's name. Kyler Murray wakes up and it's Christmas. (laughs) Christian Kirk is now his third receiver. Yep, because Fitzgerald's staying another year. Ancient Larry, Grandpa Larry, is now your number two. So now you have a guy who is absolutely deadly on third down and has mastered the art of the sideline catch in DeAndre Hopkins. You've got Larry Fitzgerald, who can literally run any route that you draw in the dirt on the fly. (laughs) Yes. And you've got Christian Kirk when he's healthy is a thousand miles an hour running down the field. This Arizona. They have, they have potential. And by the way, Arizona put the tag the transition tag on Kenyon Drake. So what did they lose here? Uh, A pick. (laughs) They lost two picks. One of which is until 2021. Well, they they definitely won that deal. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why the Texans did that. Do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where Homer dreams about dancing in a next to a beer tanker that's that sprouted a leak? Yes. That's a very and popular just, gif. And it's shout. It's just showering beer. That's got to be Kyler Murray right now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone in Houston who was literally a defensive meltdown slash offensive competency away from advancing in the playoffs against the eventual Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs, they've got to be sitting there saying, what in the holy hell are we doing? None of this. And and then, and then, because because Bill O'Brien looked at his apple grove and (laughs) said, wait a minute, this sucks. He looked at his neighbor's apple grove and saw a 700-year-old tree and transplanted it. And that tree's name is Randall Cobb. You brought in Randall Cobb to replace Randall Cobb. Folks, nothing against Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb at his peak could not fill the role that DeAndre Hopkins has filled there for the last five seasons. Can you argue with that statement? I cannot. Do you know Randall Cobb is only 29? No way. Yeah. Be 34, 35 years nope, old. Nope, nope, it's 29. His birth, he'll be 30 this summer. So when it Randall feels like Cobb he's been playing forever, of- doesn't it? it yes. Well, so Randall Cobb catches 30 passes for 600 yards this year. It, it, Bill O'Brien has to be done. You have to sit there and you have to acknowledge that you made a mistake and you have to fire Bill O'Brien. You have to. Uh, I don't think Bill O'Brien's going anywhere. Then, then you know what? Neither are the Texans. And there's your takeaway, no, folks. That's right. The Texans are always, like, almost good. So they're let's like, talk about... 
one set of yeah. plays from winning every game. So let's talk about this fantasy impact. Larry Fitzgerald, I think he drops to a wide receiver three now. He might have been a wide receiver two. DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson is is still miles better than, than Kyler Murray. Deshaun uh, Hopkins drops to a low wide receiver one. He was probably top five. Now he's maybe 10, 11, or 12 in my book. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Um. I'm not yeah, I would. I mean, somewhere in the top twenty. Yeah, he's he's a third rounder in my mind. Yes, I'm not picking him with the first two picks. Now, first what two would you do with him with Dynasty, though? Would you bother? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I wouldn't. I would hold. I would absolutely hold him. I would not sell. I, you know what? I would. I would. I would sell to the right guy. There's somebody out there in your Dynasty league right now who thinks that he is the answer. That the that's that, right. That, that Kyler Murray is, and he's going to drive up to your door a one pick. And somebody really, really, really solid. I'm just trying to think of a, a good name off the top of my head. He's going to – um, uh, come on, Brett. There is some guy in your league. There's some guy in your league who is so certain he's the answer that he's going to drive up – oh, his name just flew out of my head. Who's that guy? <laughs> somebody. The Atlanta, the Atlanta receiver. Yeah. Mohamed Sanu. I know he's no, on the, the No, no. The good one. <laughs> the one who catches like 47,000 passes. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? He's really, uh, he's like a top Julio. Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how kind of weak it's been, folks. I can't remember Julio. There's somebody who's going to write to you and go, would you do Julio and a second round pick for Hopkins? Yes. And the answer is yes. You definitely do that trade. <laughs> there is some guy in your league who is crazy enough to think that DeAndre Hopkins is this is such an upgrade that he's going to lead the league in catches that he's going to offer you something crazy. He is going to offer you something crazy. Yeah, what would you do Saquon Barkley? Yes. Yes I would. All right, moving on. Tight ends. We got to talk tight about ends. the tight ends. What a mess. What a freaking mess. Austin Hooper is going to Cleveland. Why? Because the Cleveland Browns offered him four years and $44 million. Okay. <laughs> All I can think of is that Austin Hooper was sitting at home one day, and his and his agent called him and said, the Browns want to sign you. And he said, why? Just like you did. <laughs> and he said, four years, $44 million. And Austin Hooper dropped the phone to start packing his bags. It is the biggest deal in uh, for any tight end. So the question is two-part. Number one. Yep. What about David Njoku? Is this, is this the end of the David Njoku? This, this is. Era? I think this is it for him. I had high hopes for him. I really I did. I did, too. I mean, I'd be happy if the Bengals signed him because the Bengals well, tight ends need help. I don't think they're going to cut him. I think they're going to pull. They're going to do what they did with like Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews in Baltimore, and they're going to put them on either side of the line and basically make you guess which one am I throwing at. We all know you're not throwing to David and Joku because you had two years to do that and you and didn't. You didn't. You chose you not to. <laughs> you chose not to, and then you chose to bring in Austin Hooper, a pretty clear indicator you're going to throw the ball to Austin Hooper. So, so I. But the other part of it is, for a fantasy perspective, does it matter? God, I. You know, and the Browns signed Case Keenum. Yes. So I don't. I honestly don't know what in the hell the Browns are doing. I have no They're idea. I don't even think the Browns. Browns know what the Browns are doing. And that's exactly it. This is it. But the Browns, have, the answer to your question is they're doing what the Browns have always done, which is confuse and mystify us all with bad decisions. And themselves. 
So, I mean, I, I, I don't even know if I have this on my list, but this looks like a massive turnover in Atlanta. Yeah, I think, again, like I mentioned during the season, after that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, Atlanta's just not the same team, and I, it's they time they're just going to start rebuilding. They have never recovered. I don't know if it's mental, if it's just that was the fantasy year, and it just did they have never recovered from that loss to the Patriots. It just happened. No, I think it. I think it was the way they lost is what did it. If they lost that game by a touchdown or a field goal, I think I think they'd be all right. But the manner in which they lost, I, they never recovered. So now Matt Ryan's looking, and the guy he handed the ball off to most frequently has gone from his backfield, and his leading his leading target outside of Julio Jones, his number two target guy, is gone. If I'm Matt Ryan, I got to be calling my agent saying, "Am I next? Where am I going?" Because yeah, I'm happy to go. Well, I'm happy it's... to leave the door. I'm happy to walk out the door right now. You just traded all my weapons. You're signaling rebuilding. So oh, really, when you think about it, where else would he go? To New England. Uh, I don't know. Man. That long in a dome, you think he'd be okay outside? That much? I I think it, for an opportunity to play with a team that he thinks is Super Bowl ready, yes. Fair. And I think Bill Belichick would sit there and say, this is my system, and I can make Matt Ryan work in my system. He's not that different from Tom Brady in terms of throwing skills. No, he really doesn't run anywhere. Doesn't run. He's very pocket-based. He's, he, I think I think that would be the, the response, but that's just me. All right, moving on, because yes. literally, believe it or not, we're almost out of time, and we're still <laughs> only on page two. We've got to get through these three All right, give me, give me something from a page you didn't send me. Oh, that means I gotta jump to the next page. All right, Drew Brees signs a two-year deal, fifty million dollars. Okay. Within hours, Teddy Bridgewater is rumored to the Panthers, three years, twenty million dollars. <laughs> Shortly thereafter, <laughs> the Panthers announce that they have mutually agreed to help Cam Newton find a trade. Half an hour after that, Cam <laughs> Newton went, "Wait, what?" And they also gave uh, uh, their quarterback a one-year deal. Kyle Allen. Yes. So, so, so a, I, what the hell is happening in Carolina? So this, starts, this starts with Drew Brees. Drew Brees is staying in New Orleans. Yes. Good or bad fantasy-wise. I still think he's a top 10 quarterback. He's I think still he's a top 10. 10. He still has the same weapons he had last year. Uh, like Thomas and, and Allen Kamara. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine fantasy-wise. He's not going to be the first QB off the board, but... He's going to be in the top five QBs that go. Listen to me carefully. If you're sitting in the ninth or tenth round and you've only got one quarterback in your fantasy draft and Drew Brees is still on the table, draft Drew Brees. Yes. If he slides because people think he's old, he's a value at a QB2. He's oh, yeah. an absolute value at QB2. So, so, that, so, that, so the Brees thing starts us off because it leads to Bridgewater going to the Panthers. Three years, $20 million a year. That's not a cheap cost for a backup. Are they bringing in Bridgewater to compete with Allen? I think so. I, I think agree. they're they're worried about Cam Newton, like his mental state after his injury. I keep hearing things that his rehab from his foot never isn't really working out the way it should be, and no one knows what you know what level he can play at. So I right. think they're really cutting their losses with Cam. And, and this. We're talking about guys, again, who never really fully recovered from their Super Bowl loss. That team won, what, 14 games that year? Uh, I believe so. 14, 15 games? 
they won like at least 13 games. I want to say it's 14. They were 14 and two. It's cruised through the playoffs, and then the Patriots just obliterated them, and he never recovered from that. No. He. I so mean, maybe it's maybe it is time that he and Matt Ryan just find different teams and start over. Just trade them. Send Ryan to Carolina and send. Uh, <laughs> he just add another quarterback to Carolina. Why not? Why not? They could. So, I mean, might as well. So so Bridgewater. So then that brings the, up to the whole Cam Newton finding a trade thing, where Cam Newton was actually pretty upset that. Yeah, uh, he's he stated before that he would stay in Carolina until they got rid of him. Yeah. So the, there's an article on um, CBS that says the top five most logical landing spots for Cam Newton. Number five is the Bucks, but we all know that supposedly, according to Sanch, early reporting from Sanch, he's going. <laughs> that's where Brady's going. Four is the Chargers, but we know from early reporting from Craig that's where Tom Brady is going. <laughs> Number three is the New England Patriots, which we all know from early reporting from Tom Brady himself is not where Tom Brady is going. <laughs> Number two is the Washington Redskins. Uh, yeah, yeah. It makes more sense than the other three to me. True. I'm not, saying the, True. I'm not saying the other three aren't possible. I'm saying this one makes more sense. Number two. Uh, that was number two. Number one is the Chicago Bears. I've said that before. They would be a good fit. I want to take, I want to take a moment and talk to our dear friend and contributor, Sean. He doesn't listen if to Cam this. If Cam Newton signs, I'll make him listen to this. All right. If Cam Newton signs with the Chicago Bears, you better go to church and leave an entire paycheck in the box because <laughs> your prayers have been answered. He would be spectacular on the Bears. I really believe that. He would be fantastic there. His accuracy is better. His arm strength is better. He's going to make everyone on the Bears better. Yes. He's <clears> going <throat> to make everyone on the Bears who, better. Who do you think Sean would be happier with, Andy Dalton or Cam Newton? Cam Newton. Can you imagine Cam Newton throwing to Zach Miller? Uh, I could picture it in my head. Well, you so, don't yes. have to because <laughs> another piece of news today Uh-oh. is that Jimmy Graham has signed with the Bears. That's right. Jimmy Graham is going to be a Bear. He is. <sighs> Period. There's, just, there's <laughs> so much potential there. The Bears are literally a, a good quarterback away. from. Being You're saying there. Trubisky isn't the answer? No, I'm saying Yes. <clears throat> Yes, meaning no. <laughs> yes, Trubisky is not the answer. That's what I am saying. And, and and Sean would tell you that himself. Uh, some of the minor things that have happened, and I literally just made this list as things came in. So Chase Daniel signs in Detroit, three years, thirteen million dollars a year. This is Matt Stafford. Insurance. Matt Stafford is he's pretty banged up, so that's a good move by Detroit. So if you're a dynasty owner and you have Matt Stafford, it's time to go get Chase Daniel. Yes. And if you draft Matt Stafford in the fifth or sixth or seventh or twelfth round, you're <laughs> drafting Chase Daniel with your last That's pick. That's not a choice. You have to. That your cho- you have this is the life you have chosen. What you want is no longer relevant. What you have chosen <laughs> is at hand. End of story. Philip Effin Rivers is going to the Colts. Well, we thought that was one of his landing spots or the Bucks. So. And I didn't know until today when I started reading about this, but he has connections with both Frank Reich, who was a coach out in San Diego, and with the offensive coordinator, Nick Sirani. Oh, well, now that makes more sense. What does this mean for Jacoby Brissett? That means he's a backup again. Or does Jacoby Brissett get traded back to New England, and now he's the <laughs> starter in New England? Can you How imagine? Much? That would rattle Tom Brady's cage something. <laughs> 
That would rattle his you cage. You imagine. The... Half the problem with New England quarterback situation is because you've already said Andy Dalton would make a good fit there, and you're not wrong. My issue is they don't have the capital to give to get a decent quarterback in a well, trade. They've, they've let a lot of people go, so I don't know what their new cap room is. They, their cap room is fine, and they've, but they don't have the picks. They did get. They are scheduled to get, I think, four compensatory picks in this year's draft. But nobody wants compensatory picks for a quarterback. True, they, and I don't know if they lost any picks from the Bengal video thing. I don't think that's happened yet. I don't. I don't think that that judgment has come down yet. And I don't think. I don't think they'll do picks. I think they'll just they'll focus on a fine. It's easier for them to yeah. justify. So now both New England backups or famous Tom Brady backups and Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo have both been rumored to be benched because Garoppolo was supposedly on his way out so they could bring in Brady. And then all of a sudden Shanahan said that's not going to happen. And now Brissett is going to have to take a seat for Rivers. In a scale of 1 to 30, <laughs> where is Rivers on your list with this move? In terms of fantasy value, does he enter the top 20? Because he wasn't in my top 20 before. Um, I would say a top 25, but I really would have to look at uh, the Colts receiving core a little bit closer. T.Y. Hilton. There's T.Y. Hilton. Zach Paschal. Kevin Funch. Devin Funches is there. Dontrell Inman is there three or four weeks a year. Um <laughs> Uh, I think Eric, is Eric Ebron still there? Is is he a free agent this year? Is he? I don't know. Let's find out. I'm trying to find out. I don't care enough to really look at it, but if you're telling me right now without having the list of quarterbacks in front of me, he's no better than QB 20 overall. Yeah, so he's, he's still there. QB two. He's a QB 2. He's a QB 2. I will be happy to see Phil, Philip Rivers fail somewhere new because I felt really bad for him his entire career, he has been a second fiddle to the Kansas City Chiefs. And, well, even and John Elway, when Elway was in Denver, he has never been the premier quarterback in his own division, let alone in the league. Kind of feel bad for the guy. True, but now, now he would be. Now now he has a chance. Or he'd be to closer to it. Fail. Yes, he'll have a chance to spectacularly fail somewhere all new, and that's fantastic for him. Speaking of fantastic, spectacular failures, Ryan Tannehill has signed a four-year extension to stay in Tennessee. It's $118 million, $29.5 million a year wow. guaranteed. Now, here's here was what got me. This is what got me. I want to read this sentence as it was printed in the article I read. $62 million of the contract is fully guaranteed with a total of $91 million guaranteed. There's different levels to guaranteed money. Is it guaranteed uh, yes. it's going to happen? That's how I always took it. When I say to you, Craig, I guarantee that I'm going to give you this pen, you're going to get a pen, right? That's what I would assume, yes. <laughs> but there's fully guaranteed, there's like levels now. All of a sudden, this is like a subscription service. You know, you can get Netflix, or you can get Netflix Gold. I don't know. Either way, it's way too much money for Ryan Tannehill uh, to be making. Here's some really quick things, because I know we're running yeah. out of time. Uh, Jason Witten, you know where he's going? 
the Raiders. He's next on my list. You oh. son, son of a bitch. He is literally <laughs> the next thing. I will send you a picture after we're done. Right on Ryan Tannehill. Jason went to the Raiders one year up to $475 million. So you know what? I care so little about Ryan Tannehill. I don't think it. I think his fantasy impact is about the same as Philip Rivers. Let's just talk about Jason Witten, because what we're, we're really we're, we're talking about fantasy guys that have no impact, that are moving and really don't have any impact. One year, four point seven five million dollars max, and that's the key word when they said that. That says to me this deal is incentive laden. That there's deals for him. He gets that money if he plays X number of games or catches X number of passes. Here's why Jason Witten doesn't matter. Darren Waller. Remember Darren Waller? Do I remember Darren Waller? He made us money the first three weeks of the DFS season <laughs> he where he was only like 1800 bucks, And I was like, let's use this kid. He's cheap. And he caught touchdowns in like three of his first four games. And you and I left all the way to the bank. We did. Yes. So we did. this this is – he's going to be fantasy irrelevant, folks. Unless something happens to Darren Waller, he's fantasy irrelevant. Now, Even here's with an- Mark Mario to go in there. Here's another uh, tight end question. Yeah. Hayden Hurst is a Falcon. Does it matter? That's also on my list. Will you stop <laughs> jumping around on the list you can't see? All right. So one quick thing, too, with the Jason Witten thing. This yeah. was written in the stars because Blake Jarwin did get a four-year, $24 million max deal. Another deal that they're saying it's four years worth up to $24 million. Again, says that that's incentive-laden. So, again, going back to the Dak thing, you're Jerry Jones, and you go – Ezekiel Elliott, Blake Jarwin, Amari Cooper. How can you not want to play here? That's true. So, all right, let's jump over to Hayden Hurst because Craig is insistent on wrecking my list. Hayden Hurst gets traded to the Falcons to replace the aforementioned Austin Hooper. The Falcons get Hurst and a fourth rounder this year. Baltimore gets the Falcons second and fifth round this year. What's interesting about this trade is that people are saying that is about the same value the Texans got in the David Johnson trade. <laughs> that Hayden Hurst and DeAndre Hopkins are essentially interchangeable according to the Houston Texans. Hayden Hurst goes to Atlanta. Impact? Does this make him a top 10 it tight end It does if he can stay healthy. The year, they, tight- the year the Ravens drafted him, he was the best tight end in the draft. And then he hurt his foot. 17 times the same foot so yeah yep. so it really it's going to depend yeah it's 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 a it's a it's if he stays healthy craig's absolutely right i don't think he's going to be as valuable as the falcons think he's going to be the bottom line is mark andrews made him expendable in baltimore um hayden hurst is at draft time he's a high tight end two that has a good chance to end up as a tight end one if he can stay healthy yes and the bottom line is baltimore has to make some moves because if you did a scale of 1 to 10 where and did it by position where Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens are strong versus weak, you'd have a lot of high numbers and you'd have a lot of low numbers. And tight end was a high number compared to the rest of the league. And you're not going to raise those lower numbers without lowering that. You can't sit there and say, I have the best tight end core in the entire league when you don't have a wide receiver that you can count on to catch the ball. Hmm. You, they just don't have a wide who, who, name, name me a Baltimore Ravens wideout that's worth a damn. Um, not Ray Rice. Oh, is he dead? Uh, I don't think so. Marquise Brown, fantastic. How with Marquise Brown is he can't catch a pass that doesn't spend at least twenty yards in the air. He can't. 
Willie Sneed still thinks it's 1996. <laughs> and Miles Boykin is the most talented guy to never accomplish anything I've ever seen. <laughs> so they had to do something. They had to make a move. They had to make a move. I don't know. Uh, really quick, jump back, back to the Raiders. I know we're all over the uh, place, folks, but that's because I've just written this down as the news came in. Um, we already talked about the total turnover in Atlanta. Uh, we talked about Cam Newton. Oh, good. We're almost done. Marcus Mariota is going to the Raiders. Does yes. this mean Derek Carr is done? Does this mean they want a competition? Or does this mean that we are now in the Mariota is a backup phase of his career? Um, I think it's a mix of two and three. I don't think Carr is going anywhere. Uh, but I think it is going to be some competition in the preseason, and they're going to go with whoever has the hotter hand. I think this is the writing on the wall for Derek Carr that you need to perform this year or you're done. I think this is the, the, the Raiders way of saying our patience with you has spent. So we are going to do to you what Tennessee did to Marcus Mariota last year, except we're going to use Marcus Mariota to do it. <laughs> we're going to say you're the starter, but we're going to bring in a competent backup that we have no problem going to. Not because you might get hurt, but because you might stink. Right. And that's what it is. This is this is this should serve as absolute notice to Derek Carr that he needs to go out there and perform or he's done. Do you remember when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Alex Smith went out there and lit up the universe. He did. They won their first seven games that year. He had one of the best statistical seasons of his entire career. He saw the writing on the wall. He said, this kid's the future. I got to make sure I have a future somewhere. And he lit up the universe and ended up getting traded and got, unfortunately got hurt. This is Derek Carr has to sit there and see the writing on the wall. They're looking away from him. He has a very thin window and this is it. And he's got Darren Waller there. I, I don't even know who the hell is on the Raiders anymore. Who's on the Raiders? And they're Darren in Waller. Vegas. <laughs> they're in Vegas. <clears throat> I mean, if I just run Raiders roster through uh, Hunter Renfro is still there. He's semi-decent. Darren Waller, we talked about. Uh, DeAndre Washington. Oh. Tyrell Williams. Yeah, Tyrell <clears throat> Williams. Who's the who's the running back they brought in this year that was really – oh, Jalen Richard is the backup. No, it's I'm thinking of – um. They have Zay Jones, but I don't know if he's really going to do anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, folks, we did not even touch on the franchise tag people. I have a no, list didn't. of like six names, but you know what? We're out of time because we Craig are. and I have an appointment online later tonight to play some video games, and yes. we can't be late. <laughs> so, Craig, final thoughts. Final thoughts. This is a really quick thing because it's a defensive player and it's the Bengals, but uh... – the Bengals signed DJ Reader for $53 million for four years. Fantastic. That was I it. hope it works out for them. My final thought is just there's a lot – because of the way the CBA agreement went down and the start of the league year is always busy, this year it's extra busy. Stay on top of stuff. Keep your eyes open. Read as much as you can. You're going to see a lot of folks coming out with information. Take in as much of it as you can. And above all, with all the stuff that's going on in the world, stay safe. There is nothing more annoying to me than seeing spring breakers packed shoulder to shoulder on a beach when we're in the middle of a pandemic that spreads through the Yeah, air. man, just just stay home if maybe you can. That's the, maybe that's the grumpy old man in me because I'm not on a beach having drinks with women in bikinis. Maybe it is. No, I'm not no, I've, uh, 
I've worked with people in their 20s, and, and they've thought the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I saw a news conference the other day where a doctor said, millennials are going to save us, and I went, we're all fucked. <laughs> Prove me wrong, millennials. Keep your, And everybody, keep yourself safe because this thing is going to eventually pass, and when it does, it's going to be football time. And when football time comes, you want to be healthy and able to enjoy this next season with us. That being said, Craig and I will try to be back later this week because Lord knows we didn't get to everything we wanted to get to, and we still talked for over an hour. Um, follow us on wherever you follow us, Facebook, Twitter, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. We really appreciate it, particularly during the off season where we know a lot of folks just fall asleep and don't really care. We really appreciate you listening. So until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast.